0: Good afternoon, Bengals fans. It is your host coming to you live from the jungle. For some initial thoughts on the draft, I feel like the Bengals had a largely serviceable draft you know there was no glaring issues with any of their picks I feel like they got some gold somewhere in the middle of the draft I think where they fell off in my book from an overall perspective is they didn't do enough to support Joe Burrow Joe Burrow got one offensive pick with T Higgins I'm not downplaying a great wide receiver, especially a rookie. A fellow rookie is a great pick. But you have to wonder, how are they going to patch up that offensive line? I get also Jonah Williams will be back in a starting capacity. But Jonah Williams has yet played a snap in the NFL. So please, let's calm down on Jonah Williams. He will be good. But until we see him on a football field at the pro level, I can't give him any flying jubilee. It's not like Jonah Williams is a guy who is two years in, has has demonstrated all pro talent and then got hurt for a year. You want your rookie season to get as much reps and as much playing time as you can because that's how you're going to learn and that's how you're going to build your career on. Jonah Williams didn't have that luxury, and, you know, I'm not calling it over. The Jonah Williams project is certainly not over, but can we curb the fact that Jonah Williams being plugged in is somehow going to change this offensive line? Please? I think Joe Burrow is obviously the greatest pick in the draft, and I'm not saying that subjectively. I truly mean that. Joe Burrow just put on the greatest quarterback season ever. There is no other player in this draft at their respective position who did that. So with that, I have to say the Bengals, it's pretty hard to mess up a draft that has Joe Burrow on it. With that being said, though, and it kind of goes to my point I just mentioned, I don't think, though, the Bengals did enough. I really don't. And, and this is this is a tale as old as time where the Bengals just don't go all in. There is such reluctancy to be aggressive. I felt like if there's any draft to be trading up, at least demonstrating to their fan base and to Joe Burrow that, hey, buddy, our pedal is to the metal right now. We are going to be as aggressive as we possibly can to show you that we are behind you. No more waiting. But they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they didn't. And 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 for a draft that I've read had so much middle round talent, you know, rounds two, three, four, and they largely didn't do anything besides obviously pick two linebackers and a wide receiver after Joe Burrow. I think. Bang, uh, so. This is where we're at. So let me give a draft grade. Easy. B+. You pick Joe Burrow. That's, you know, you can't pick Joe Burrow and get less than a B. Let's be honest. Joe Burrow could have been a team's singular pick. It could have been the Bengals' only pick. You still got to give it a B. I mean, that that is a a juicy, slow fastball coming down the pipe. You hit it, you make contact. Now, we don't know where that ball is going just yet. We, we are right at the point of contact. But the point is, you saw the ball, you took a swing, you connected. For that, I have to be easy on the Bengals. With that being said, I feel like Joe Burrow is coming into the same offensive line, largely same positions around uh uh, skill players around him what's going to be different about that offense than it was last year joe burrow is a rookie make no mistake as old as he is as a rookie he's still a rookie and if he comes in as a rookie and just turns heads good for him he will be forever loved i live in the real world though I know the Bengals organization. I know the Bengals coaching staff. I've seen Zach Taylor coach and it's bad. So I think we need to curb our expectations as Bengals fans. I like them moving um, forward with Joe Burrow and I like Joe Mixon. I hope we get to re-sign him at a totally serviceable contract. If not, move on. Running backs are... um, expendable but i think we need to curb our expectations the the problem with bengal fans that i always notice is that this the shimmer of hope happens and you all act as if that is you know the clouds parting and god is saying you all are my chosen team i think that's a very of very much a loser's mentality The fact that you feel like the moment things go your way, you're entitled to all the fruits of the labor. Bengals have done absolutely nothing to demonstrate they're any different than the team they were in the mid-2000s. I don't care what you say. I think Zach Taylor was a horrible, horrible hire. I think he was only hired because he was on Sean McVay's team after they went to the super bowl everyone was hyped everyone bought high now things have kind of regressed for sean now i must clarify i love sean mcvay i think he's an absolute genius but like bill belichick in new england i'm not saying they're same talent level but i do like both of them respectively when you look at new england success it's largely due to bill let's be honest Now, I'm saying at the coaching and front office level. I know Tom Brady, but let's focus in on my point. When you pull coordinators from the Patriots because they won the Super Bowl the past three years or what have you, I think you're pulling the wrong ingredients out that make it so well. The main ingredient is Bill Belichick. And I felt like the main ingredient in Los Angeles was Sean McVay. And so far, I've been right. Zach Taylor, if you watched him, he's just not a really skilled coach. You can kind of tell, too, that he, and, and what I'm about to say is what scares me the most, is I haven't seen the burning intensity in his eyes or the burning paranoia that his butt is on the hot seat. And that scares me that he is so seemingly content with his performance last year. And I'm saying his performance, his time management, his clock management, his ability to to buy into Andy Dalton. I just, I don't know. And that's the thing with the Bengals organization They don't have a GM. So truly, I don't know if the decisions are Zach's. I don't know if they're Duke Tobin's. I don't know if they're Mike Brown's, Mike Brown's daughter. Who knows? I'd like to think they've given Zach a lot of reins, but come on, this guy, the only other time he's called plays, and keep in mind, the Bengals offense last year was absolutely atrocious, which they brought him in thinking he would be some messiah. The last time Zach Taylor called plays, and no, he did not call plays in Los Angeles. He was a quarterback's coach and look at Jared Goff. Was for University of Cincinnati. And you know, in that year, they were literally in like the bottom 10% of offense. I mean, at what point are you just going to own up to the fact that maybe Zach isn't that great You know, you have potentially, potentially, and I hate buying into hype. I do. That is one thing about this podcast that you will never see me do, is buy into the hype. I'm a realist. But the guy put on the greatest college quarterback season of all time. I mean, I would be a fool to remiss that. And you got Zach Taylor as head coach. What are you doing? Bengals went heavy defense beyond their first two picks. I get their defense is bad last year, or our defense is bad last year. I get that. But you just drafted Joe Burrow. Why aren't you doubling down on the offense? Yes. The defense may give up 35 points a game, but I guarantee you, as a fan base, we carry we care way more, and the team should too about Joe Burrow's success this upcoming year. And even if we're lo- we're we're letting up 35 points and we're losing, if we're putting up 28, if we're putting up 21, and Joe Burrow's having three tutty games. I don't think you're gonna have a lot of sour fans. uh, Understandably so. I wouldn't be sour. I'd be like, hey, let's be honest. This team is gonna be built around Joe Burrow. So why are you then only drafting T. Higgins, which arguably, arguably, on offense? Wide receiver's the last position I'm gonna be drafting for. You still have A.J. Green. And to write A.J. Green off as some afterthought shows me that you don't know the Cincinnati Bengals and you don't know who A.J. Green is. A.J. Green is a, when he is on the field, everyone on the defense knows where he is at all times. T. Higgins, to me, is like a Tyler Boyd, certainly a big body type guy. Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, I know the John Ross experiment failed, which I called the night of horrible 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 pick failed but i would i would rather have some offensive line support than another wide receiver who let's be real joe burrow is going to be starting week one i mean that's that's not a a question wide receivers generally take at least a year To really get in a groove and to really understand the offense. Because in the NFL, playbooks are extremely complex. So it does take a lot of time for a wide receiver not only to understand the playbook, but then to implement it. And that's why you don't see a lot of first year, like you would a running back, even heck, like you would a quarterback, first year huge success. I mean, you rarely see it. What? Odell Beckham Jr. had a great rookie year. Um, You know, it, it happens, but let's be real. It's few and far in between. So my point is, back to my point, what is your expectation for year one, which is so pivotal for Joe Burrow? A rookie wide receiver catching maybe 30 balls, maybe 400 yards. Is that really that important? A tutty or two? or having a bona fide offensive lineman who's going to start day one and is going to build rapport with Joe Burrow. I just, I don't see it. And keep in mind, I'm not trying to take away from T as a player. I think long-term, he's a great player. Obviously, this is the organization saying, we are moving on from A.J. Green after next year, and T. Higgins will largely assume that title. Which, you know, hey, two, three years, maybe he does. I'm not saying he won't. I'm saying year one, though. You have Joe Burrow. No year is given, you know? You shouldn't be expecting, oh, well, we have at least four or five years to kind of build up this team. No, 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 no. Joe Burrow needs to win a Super Bowl on his rookie contract. Because if Joe Burrow ascends to Joe Burrow level like a Patrick Mahomes, when he gets paid, when the Bengals then have to eventually pay him for that, we're not going to have a football team. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to be the 2000s Saints, or the 2000s Colts, the 2010 Saints, arguably the 2020s Chiefs. Now, all these teams won a Super Bowl, And I believe all of them, besides the Chiefs, won it without a rookie contract uh, on their star quarterback. But my point is when you tie that much money into a star, especially the quarterback position, you got to cut the fat off somewhere. You got to cut, you know, uh, money is not exponential. The salary cap is not exponential. So what are you going to save on? So that's why a lot of teams, once they sign their quarterback, they kind of fall apart. Carson Wentz, you could argue, oh, the Eagles with Carson, the Rams with Jared Goff, uh, the Seahawks with Russell. Uh, who else is, got, got signed big? And then, I mean, you could you could argue the Packers with Aaron Rodgers for the past 10 years um, or nine years. I know they won the Super Bowl. My point is you got to win on a rookie quarterback contract. You just got to. And if you don't, you got to have a heck of a defense, a heck of a run game, and a quarterback who's willing to take a pay cut. They didn't do that. The Bengals did not act aggressive. And for that reason, like I said, I don't give them an A. A minus. No way. They got Joe Burrow. That's a B plus. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my totally subjective takes on the draft. Um, I think all in all, Joe was the right pick. They did it. And I really do hope, you know, moving forward, trying to move as far away from the Marvin Lewis years as we can, um, just that, and I, and I don't mean Marvin was a bad coach, but just more in the sense of being satisfied with total mediocrity. I hope this is the beginning of a new era. I hope we now see... Our team make decisions that normally, you know, only "quote unquote" good teams make. Because let's be real, <laughs> it's been crap. So I'm excited. Um, I do want to make this podcast uh, frequently. Um, I know with the off season after the draft, there's not a lot of activity or news to report on, but I can certainly use that time to create some cool t- content around uh, Bengals teams, Bengals seasons, my thoughts on the upcoming season, really anything that's not time sensitive, heck, maybe even an entire podcast episode around Joe Burrow himself. Uh, but the the goal of this whole project is really to connect with you all as fans and lovers as the Bengals, um, and we can just have fun and talk about you know, everything we love and mostly hate, at least in my opinion, about the Bengals through the internet. How cool is that? Uh, Well, anyways, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, I want to keep these short uh, just so that I can capture attention instead of rambling on as I'm doing right now, I feel like. So with that being said, uh, much love. Go buy a Joe Burrow jersey. It's a fun time to be a Bengals fan. Take care and thank you for listening.